Welcome to Rainbow Soul Vodcast, where our soul astrology comes forward to help you manage your everyday life with forecasts and deep dives on natal charts and queer perspectives on the planets, transits, and more. A group discussion about upcoming transits with tips on how to read these transits in your own chart. Hollis offers years of wisdom and natal chart knowledge with Brighthawk's positive perspective and Lacrosse's inquiry. We offer the complete queer astrology experience. Welcome to Rainbow Soul. Please help us by subscribing, sharing, and commenting and reviewing. You can also learn where else Rainbow Soul is offered on our website at rainbowsoul.show. Greetings. Welcome to Rainbow Soul Soul Astrology Forecast. Uh, we are at this point doing for November 7th, 14th. no, 14th through the 21st, November 14th through the 21st. And I am Hollis Taylor. I'm one of the astrologers here today on Soul Astrology. And I am a psychic. I am an astrologer, clearly, and amongst other things, including a mentor and an author. And you can check out my stuff at divineandrogen.com, which you can find in the description of this. And this is... I'm Brighthawk. You can find out more about me at brighthawkproductions.com. I'm the author of The Dancing Hippo, a wonderful gender-neutral, beautifully illustrated book about resilience. It's a lot of fun. So if you have young ones, highly recommend. It's just got a great message, beautiful artwork. I'm a musician. This will become obvious. A storyteller. Obvious. <laughs> and delighted to be back at Rainbow Soul. And an astrologer. And a, Okay. Thank and you. you. Can find, and you can find more of Brighthawk's information at brighthawkproductions.com. And who's this? Uh, I'm Lacrosse, uh, jack of all trades, master of none, uh, avid learner. So I'm here to learn and digest and give a little perspective. And you can find Lacrosse's very good, very cool tarot coloring book. Uh, the link to buy that right in the description of this podcast. Yep. So you can just follow the link. And we appreciate you, your support. It is priceless to us. Thank you for liking, subscribing, commenting, and sharing our podcast. We love to spread the word. Thanks for helping us. So I say we take a minute to take a little meditation, a little moment. Take a deep breath. out what no longer serves you. Just let it go. A lot of intense energy. So just shake it out of your fingers and your toes. Maybe give them a little stretch. your eyes closed if you can, staring up at the stars, at the moon, and the planets twinkling and the stars twinkling nearby, 
and the planets glowing in the sky. When you see the Milky Way from here, it kind of looks like somebody opened up a bottle of pixie dust and spilled some. Take a deep breath and as you let it out, get a little bit closer out into the universe like you're an astronaut and you can look down on planet Earth and at the moon and all the planets around it. moment just take a moment to recognize that there is a bigger picture going on here that although sometimes things feel very personal they're actually not it's actually a way bigger picture than we could imagine even in this moment now even from way out here The earth is a big place. There's a lot of things going on at once. And all the planets circling around. All of those planets are just not really the cause of our influence, but instead a reflection of what's happening on Earth as a map, as a map for humans to better navigate our lives. And that's what you recognize from this perspective. It's a bigger picture and the planets aren't influencing us we're not influencing them. Instead, what's happening is that it is a reflection as, as above, so below. And that just means that it's a reflection of what's happening here on Earth and it is nothing more than a map to help you walk through the hardest of times and to recognize your blessings in the best of times. Thank you to the beautiful science and art of astrology. And thank you to all the ancestors that have come before us. From the Egyptians who studied stars like Sirius and Spica, to all of the ancestors that came after them that studied the planets one at a time and to the astrologers today that still continue to discover planets and stars and figure out how they're influencing us. And as we dive back in deep to the planet Earth and to our space and our seats in the world, we recognize that we are part of a bigger picture here. We are part of a big world. And together, hopefully, we can all make this world a better place. What will be your role? 
So as you start to come into your body, roll your shoulders back and roll your neck. perfectly perfect just the way you are even your imperfections they're perfect too because you were made as a reflection of the stars and wiggle your toes and wiggle your fingers and Come on back here and let's look at the map and see what's going to happen. Great job, Right Hawk. Thank you. Always a so pleasure. fabulous to have some hand pan music to open up our... Soul Astrology Forecast today. So, friends, I'm just going to say, get your seatbelts on. <laughs> you say that and I get nervous. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I can't do anything but look at the stars. And uh, and so that's all I could do is just tell you what I see and and what I get from it. And I hope that all of you would take time to take a look at your own charts too and see where these things line up in your chart, okay? And I encourage you to go to astro.com. You can get a free astrology chart, maybe print it out so you can have it in your hand as you're listening to these forecasts. It will help you learn. So uh, I've prepared a nice little um, visual for you. So hopefully you're... Uh, able to see it and if not it's okay it's perfectly good to just listen like if you're driving or something like that okay so uh we're going to start on november the 14th so bright hawk so w what's going on with the moon well it's a waning leo moon it's a waning moon meaning that it's you know it's uh every day it's getting closer to the new moon um the last quarter of the moon will be officially on the 16th. So we're headed towards that phase on the 14th. And Leo, well, Leo, I know all about Leo moons because I'm a Leo moon. <laughs> I'm a zero Leo moon. It's uh, Leo is known for exuberance and creativity and enthusiasm and fun loving. <clears throat> the moon characteristics on the positive side and on the challenging side can be self-centered, can be indulgent, can be conceited, can be a bully. Um, so, you know, we all have multiple sides to everything. So I always like to tell both sides, the light side and the dark side, if you will, of each sign at the moon time. So um, on the 14th, the moon is involved in so many trines. It's trining Chiron, Chiron the wounded healer. You'll hear Hollis talk about it a lot. The, the thing that has challenged you that has now become your gift and your medicine to other for others. Uh, it and trining, of course, means it's a mwah, it's a kiss, it's a sweet aspect, it's a lovely blessing. So don't take it for granted. It's also trining Jupiter. 
it's trining Mercury. And of course, Mercury and Venus and the Sun are really close right now. So almost always when one, all three are going to be involved. So it's also trining Venus. And of course, um, with all those trines, there's the opportunity for blessings and, and um, uh, beautiful things, creative, fun-loving, uh, exuberance uh, in, in the moon sign. And on the other side of the moon, it's opposing Pluto. So um, Pluto's going to be a big player this week. And uh, we know that Pluto stands for transformation. So that's what's going on with the moon. The moon is in a waning, it's a waning moon in Leo. Yeah. So with all of that going on, and then we also have um, these grand, so we have all these grand trines, uh, not just with the moon, but also with like Pallas Athena, which is about strategy and Neptune, which is about like our vision and our dreams and Jupiter, um, which of course is about ph philosophical thinking and also it tends to make anything bigger it's involved in, okay? Just tries, tends to make things bigger. And um, Lilith is very much about independence and, and feminist strength. And um, of course, Mercury is about communication and Venus is about love and beauty. So there's a lot going on. And I feel like with the grand trine, with all these grand trines, I feel like this is because we're going to have a sense of feeling like we're knowing what we're doing. Um, so I just want to be careful of that because you may feel like you have things going in the right way, but you might start getting some warnings that maybe it wasn't quite the way you thought it should be. Okay, because Neptune's in Pisces, and sometimes that can lead to uh, illusional thinking, which is okay to some extent. Uh, it can, you know, uh, you can tend to see things the way you want to see them, um, which, you know, is okay uh, sometimes. But I think since this will be just after the election, um, and we're probably just getting the results, probably, because this is like... Monday. This is like the following Monday. So things will really start, we'll start seeing the impact of those elections. Um, and so I think that's where we're going to start getting our warnings. And it will probably show up in the oppositions with uh, like Pluto and pa Pluto uh, in Capricorn and Pallas and Lilith over in Cancer and Moon in Leo. Those things are all going to kind of be like pushing and pulling on each other. And that's Pluto is very much about transformation and about death and rebirth. So if things start changing or you feel like you have to go this way to change, but your strategy isn't in the right way or that if you change this way, it's going to take away your independence or or your intuition is telling you to go in a different way or maybe your arrogance or conceitedness is um, or maybe you feel like you're maybe somebody's being a bully or maybe you are being a bully. OK, um, pay attention, OK, because some stuff is going to be. That's usually what happens in an opposition is that things are kind of pulling on each other in a way that's hard to resolve. OK, because they're on opposite sides of the astrology chart. So they're kind of oppositions, literally. 
And at least there is a T-square, and at least with a T-square is that there's a middle point, okay? So I always say with a T-square, that's an opposition, and both of them are squaring something. But if you go with that middle, middle path, it tends to be a little bit easier, okay? So I think this T-square is carrying on from the week before, uh, which will be Sun in Scorpio, Saturn in Aquarius, and Uranus in Taurus. So Uranus and Taurus, Uranus is revolutionary, and it may have a little bit of resistance against revolutionary or forward thinking, okay? Uh, especially in Taurus, especially because of luxury. So this makes me think about the environment and how people resist changing because they don't want to give up, I don't know, plastic water bottles or whatever. Um, and then the Saturn in Aquarius is very much out of the box. Our system needs to get out of the box. Um, so if you haven't felt that pull, that's obviously what's happening. And of course, Sun, the Sun is on the opposition, is, is opposing Uranus and Taurus. So the Sun in Scorpio is very much about our darkness and transformation. And it's pooling on Uranus and Taurus. So they're kind of pooling on each other. We have to think out of the box. And if you notice, some things in the environment are better handled when we think out of the box. Okay, and that's just one example. And of course, that's what needs to happen in our politics as well. So, um, so try to keep those things in mind on the 14th because I feel like um, we're just going to gear up a little bit, okay? Um, there are some trines. We do start out the week with trines, though. I had a yeah. question, though, about the Grand Trine. Now, I noticed that's like a lot of water. Could that have something to do with the fact that things won't be so clear? Like the element? Yeah. Does that play uh, in it? As an element, it tends to be more emotional, right? Right. But Neptune in a water sign, yeah, I always say it's kind of like looking through cloudy water with right. Neptune and Pisces. Illusion can yeah. also play a part that way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so our emotions could actually cloud our vision. So that's like kind of where I'm like, be careful that you're not making too many assumptions. Mm. Um, or... Um, or assuming that you're the that your view is the only way. <laughs> that would be a very with Moon and Leo. Yeah. Yeah, that I would definitely be... could see that. <laughs> <laughs> right? Especially around politics. Right? So okay. So I think I answered your question. Yeah. And that's what a grand trine is. So Planets can trine each other, which just means it's a plain old trine, right? A grand trine is when they're all in the same element, fire, okay. water, air, earth, okay? okay? So that's what a grand trine is. Um, the other one that's um, the moon is in Leo, but the rest of them are all in a water sign. Leo is a fire sign. Okay, but the moon is a water plant, is kind of a watery planet because it controls the tides. Right. Right? Okay. Okay. So um, the 15th, so I'm pretty sure the 14th is Sunday, right? Is that right? Monday was the 14th. Okay, Monday the, the 14th. 14th right? Okay, so then this is Tuesday, a the week 15th. after the elections. Right. 
Go ahead. So the moon is still in Leo. And Leo, by the way, rules the body part of the heart, the bloodstream, that kind of thing. So um, uh, on the 15th, it's pretty much the same story, except now Leo starts to go from trines to squares. So on the 15th, Leo, the Leo moon squares Uranus. Now it moves into an opposition with Saturn. It squares the North Node and it trines Chiron. So squares are uh, action is required. It's a, it's a, what are you gonna do? So it's a conversation, Uranus is, what are you gonna do about it? And Uranus is revolutionary. So it's a little, um, oh boy. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's really, um, and then it's also opposing Saturn. So there's, again, what we were talking about the day before, this push-pull energy. And then you've heard us talk about the yods, but the other thing that's important is that it's faded energy. It's North Node. It's squaring the North Node. And so there's a, a, a course of action that has to happen. And, um, and then there's the blessing with Chiron, um, having a, a, a trine with Chiron at the same time. So it feels, while it, well, no doubt, the times that we are in, we collectively can all agree, feel rather intense. There are blessings to be found and to be acknowledged. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure. And with the moon uh, trining Chiron, I would say that that's probably going to have something to do with um, learning, probably going to learn a few things. Um, so that's good, especially for our politicians and people in charge. Um, there's a T-square uh, that, um, that will form on the 15th with Neptune, Mars, and Ceres, and I'm pretty sure it pretty much carries on for the rest of the week. Now, mm -hmm. this is pretty much about, so Neptune in Pisces, as I mentioned, is it's like looking through cloudy water. You, you don't quite see through it, and your emotions are probably in the way. Um, so be aware of where your emotions are. And Mars is in Gemini. So with Mars in Gemini, it could be, Beware of um, explosiveness, bullies, um, gaslighting, um, <laughs> lies, um, people maybe not being as honest as they could be. Um, beware of where who you trust and why. Um, make sure people earn your trust. I think trust is earned, not given. Um, and series in Virgo. Um, is very much about mothering, nurturing energy. So nurture the people that you do trust. Just be sure to try to engage more in the uh, Mars and Gemini. Take a walk. So if somebody says something, you feel uneasy, you're not sure, you need to think about it, take a walk. Go exercise. Go move your body. Go lift weights, go dance, whatever it is you do. Go do some yoga. Um, although Mars and Gemini is more about physical action, so it's probably more like walking, dancing, 
and definitely some more like physical action, okay? So that's on the 15th, and I'm just going to say that that's going to be your best bet. Choose the middle path, and the middle path there is Mars and Gemini, okay? And so take a walk. Just try to remember that for yourself. Put a little reminder throughout the day on the 15th. I've done this on my phone. That will say, if something's not right, just take a walk or, um, or, or you know, or exercise or something. Whatever your favorite, lift weights, do do 10 squats, do a couple push-ups or something. Yeah, really think before you speak because what you have in the Grand Cross is, again, it's not just the sun. It's the sun, Venus, and Mercury hanging out in Scorpio. You have Mercury and Scorpio. What you say could come out pretty sharp if you're not careful. So just because it's right, is it necessary? Mm -hmm. It's just worth taking a minute. And yeah. I recognize that whoop, I can let things slip or fly faster than I can try to take it back. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so if something's going to happen around the election, honestly, it's going to be bad on the 15th. Okay. That's this is the challenge. day. This is the day that it would be a challenge. This is the hard day. If I'm going to give you a day that's hard, this is the day. The 15th, okay? I don't know what's going to happen, but I would say that Moon and Leo could definitely engage the indulgent, bully type of energy involved with Uranus and Taurus, which, as we mentioned, is about revolution or resisting revolution, okay? Especially resisting pro progressiveness. Okay, so we do have some people that are resisting a more progressive or forward way, okay? And Saturn in Aquarius is very much about out of the box and about forward revolutionary energy. And the collective, really important mm -hmm. to stress that the Aquarius is about thinking for what is the great, for the greatest good of all? What is necessary for the greatest good of all to thrive? So there's an opportunity. Aquarius really brings a, a beautiful opportunity of um, what's the right thing to do? What's the, what's, what could we do that's uh, even better than what we have or what we could imagine? You know, so that energy, while it can be challenging, can also mm -hmm. bring the challenge and the change potentially that's needed. Right. So the thing about a Grand Cross is that they're squaring each other, yes, which creates challenges that usually need to overcome, but it's also uh, things are in opposition. So the Moon in Leo and the Saturn in Aquarius are in opposition, right? So the Moon in Leo thinks they know everything, and the Saturn in Aquarius is saying, no, really, cops do unnecessarily kill black people, okay? Um, so that's Saturn in Aquarius, okay? That Saturn in Aquarius is, think BLM movement. It's even the um, libertarian people that are like, we need to have another, we need to have more than just Democrat and, and Republican. They're absolutely right, we do. And so those kinds of things, okay? So thinking our system needs to change because Saturn rules the system, 
Okay, so that's going to be in opposition with each other. Okay, and Moon and Leo can also have a light side being like noble and think like Lion King, right? And it's in opposition to this rebellious energy of Saturn and Aquarius. Okay, so there could be different ways of viewing it, and it's going to. I mean, it's really going to depend on your emotional. Um, stability here okay so i'm gonna say if you don't do yoga on any other day do it that day do it this day okay <laughs> on the 15th do a little yoga do some meditation bring your start your before you even turn on the tv before you look at the news before you do anything if you could just take 10 minutes to take a breath you may navigate your day a little bit better okay because the sun in Scorpio is going to be opposite Uranus and Taurus again. And the sun in Scorpio is like, change, let's change. We have to change. And Uranus and Taurus is like, no, we've always done it this way. No, I don't think that's the best way to do it right now. Okay. So that's Uranus and Taurus. Okay. So just be aware of that push pull square energy. Okay. So. That's a grand cross. Um, I'm just going to say that I've been doing astrology for a while. I haven't seen this one in a while, so I think it's also pretty rare. Okay. But probably destined, because I believe the stars aligned as they are on purpose. And this is our map, right? This is our map to what we're going to do. So put a little heads up on your phone. Make sure you do some meditation on the 15th. You know, make a commitment to yourself to take better care of yourself. What do you got to lose? Right? Okay. So, but wait, there's more. The good <laughs> news is, the good news is, is that the very next day on the 16th, a lot of planets will move into the Grand Trine. So what do you have with the moon on the 16th? Well, on the 16th, the moon is in its last quarter phase in Leo. And um, it is uh, going to go void uh, towards the end of the day and uh, before it moves <clears throat> into Virgo the next day. So on the 16th, the, mo the moon is opposing Vesta in Aquarius. And you could talk more about Vesta in a minute. Again, squaring Mercury, Venus, and the Sun. And it's also involved in a rectangle. It's uh, also involved in a yod, uh, where Pluto and Jupiter are pointing at the moon. And so remember, yods, finger of gods, very faded energy, kind of um, destiny is ama is is absolutely what's happening and then there's another yard with mars and the moon but this time po po pointing at transformational pluto in capricorn so it's like whoo lordy there's <laughs> a lot going on the 16th mm -hmm. right. so help us understand it because I, I i can tell it's a lot of energy but i'm not always sure how to read it all yeah yeah well the yod with pointing at the moon and leo and on the same day pointing at the pluto and cap in pluto and capricorn um tells me 
that the the feeling of us going in two different directions i think is supposed to feel that way mm. uh i got think mars and gemini the way. twins right right mars and gemini retrograde right makes sense right so we're kind of in an internal phase right now and I think we're kind of supposed to be in a little bit of opposition for a reason right now, maybe beyond what we can understand right now. Things happen for reasons that we don't get in the moment, that we That's don't even sure. get this week. <laughs> but we must understand that they're happening for a reason, and usually for a bigger reason, um, bigger than us, bigger than even just the three of us or even everybody listening to this. Bigger, Big is the world, which is a lot of people. Okay, um, so the opposition with the moon opposing Vesta is very much about um, the Vesta is about your dedication and your passion in life. Okay, and it's in opposition to the moon. So like, I'm thinking about not having the emotional whatever to do what you're dedicated to in life. So psychics, uh, I'm going to say be there for your people on the 15th, um, but be willing to take the 16th off. <laughs> Just take it off um, and be aware also that Neptune is still in Pisces. So it can be, you know, your psychic sense uh, can be enhanced, but it, Neptune is in retrograde right now and it's part of these. So... Um, <laughs> So with with Vesta being involved in these T-squares and this opposition and the moon, I would say definitely whatever you're dedicated to life, not just psychics, but particularly psychics, but also other people, anything you're dedicated to in life, you might have a hard time doing it. So as entrepreneurs, people that are trying to work on themselves or something like that, um, be aware that the, the 16th could begin a kind of oog feeling. So, you know, take a bath, do some extra self-care. And, um, okay, so, and it's sextiling Mars and Gemini. Yeah, so the Mars and Moon base of the other yod to Pluto, Mars and the Moon are in a sextile. Mm. So we always say sextiles... The planets are having sex. That's always good. <laughs> so, but it's retrograde. But it's yeah. So so and it's pointing towards you know death and rebirth and transformation, right? So so you might have some. You might, feel so you might have some. Action. You might have some emotional realizations about what you right. have to do to get to your destiny. Yeah. Um. To wherever you're trying to do. So pay attention to aha moments on the day of the sixteenth. And be aware that you have, um, we, we still have the Grand Trine. We have a Grand Trine blessing with all of this stuff in water. So again, it's a blessing, um, but you may take it for granted. So be aware that you might be taking for granted your vision of things, okay? Especially with Neptune in retrograde. Um, Jupiter, I think, is also in retrograde in Pisces. And um, Mercury, though, is in Scorpio. So that makes me a little worried about sharp tongues and <laughs> things like that. So, you know, just pay attention to what you're doing there. Um, 
the T-square from the November the 15th will carry over, which is the Neptune, Mars, and Ceres, which I talked about. And then the other two T-squares that will form on this day on the 16th is the one involving um, Venus and Sagittarius. So you need to pay attention. Where is um, Sagittarius in your chart? Where is Leo in your chart? Where is Aquarius in your chart? Where is Scorpio? Because those are the parts of your life that are going to be affected, okay? So pay attention to Sagittarius, Aquarius, and Scorpio in particular, and Leo, because that's probably where you're gonna, your emotions are going to be about this week, okay? Wherever Leo is, that's where your emotions will be engaged in. Um, now, Venus in Sag um, is a beauty and love and it will have just come into Sag, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, um, so it's, you know, Venus and Sag feels like a good combination to me. I don't know. Uh, but it feels very sort of loving and, um, beauty minded and it's going forward. Well, Venus is leaving her home sign of Scorpio. Right. So, um, so going out into Sag, you know, Fun-loving Sag, <clears throat> um, yeah, and Scorpio, uh, sorry, the sun will still be in Scorpio, so, you know, you can just sort of picture it. Venus is leading the way into Sag, followed by Mercury, followed by the sun. The three of them are still traveling together, just a few degrees apart, and, uh, but we'll talk about Sag, sun, sun Sag in next week. <laughs> so, okay. So, you know, just, um, you know, try to engage um, the Vesta in Aquarius. Try to engage more of that, which is your out-of-the-box thing that you're dedicated to. So if you're dedicated to spiritual, developing your spirituality or um, making your third eye or getting connected with your guides or whatever it is, engage in that today okay on the 16th engage in that because that's going to help you okay and um as well as the other t-square that you see there the sun in scorpio saturn in aquarius and uranus in taurus because again saturn in aquarius which is about our system that's out of the box okay so i'm gonna say that this day although a little challenging it's it's got a grand trine blessing and um, the challenge will be have carried over from the day before. And it, it might get a little bigger or it might affect different areas of our life. Okay. Yeah. And the 17th, um, what do you got? Well, the 17th, the moon moves into Virgo. So a little bit about Virgo. On the positive side, Moon in Virgo is intellectual and industrious, responsible, steadfast. Virgos are very steady. And on the, you know, opposition side, whatever you want to call it, um, critical, argumentative, can be a hypochondriac, the other side. <laughs> mm -hmm. So on November 17th, the Virgo moon, which is now shrinking down even more, we've, we're, we were at our last quarter moon, 
it's going to be opposing Juno, Juno in Pisces. Juno is about uh, loyalty and um, I would say steadfastness is interesting. That word feels right. There. Commitment, marriage. Commitment. Mm -hmm. Queen of heaven. Juno was queen of heaven, queen of Jupiter, queen to Jupiter. Um, and again, with the faded energy, trining the North Node. So, yeah, it's a little quieter than the previous days, but new energy. Virgo's, uh, you know, it's entered Virgo now for a couple of days. Yeah, I feel like the it's going to start calming down a little bit as we get to the 17th um, compared to earlier in the week. Um because we do have the Grand Trine. Uh, we still have some challenges, but what those challenges are might shift. And you might have a whole bunch of little things happening. That's what I say when we have a multiple planet squares. Because that's a whole bunch of different planets in different places um, squaring each other. So be paying attention, you know, um, in particular to especially look at Pisces okay where's your Pisces what house is it in and um I don't you know uh there's a house system it usually starts on the left hand side of the chart and goes down towards the bottom and around and all the way back around and starts with one and it goes all the way around to 12 so you might see like little pie pieces with the number and then if you just google what is house number whatever mean uh, that would be the part of your life that this will affect, okay? So Pisces, pay attention to where is Pisces, where is Gemini, and where is Virgo. And you should know, by the way, if your time is not 100% accurate, that's what it's going to affect. It's going to affect your moon, where your moon's placed, and um, and where your houses are, where the house how the houses lie in your chart, okay? So those are the two things that affect when you look at your natal chart, if you don't have your accurate birth time, okay? So I would say on this day, it's going to be a little challenging, but it should start to calm down a little bit, but we'll still be dealing with whatever came up around the 15th, okay? And... um. On the 18th, what do you got? On the 18th, right the moon is obviously still in Virgo, and it squares Mars. So what action needs to happen? Or maybe you're reviewing what actions you've taken um, and what, what makes the most sense now. Uh, it's opposing Neptune and uh, in Pisces and opposing Jupiter. Uh, it's conjunct. Ceres, and it's trine Pluto and trine Uranus. So definitely some blessings and things getting easier in a, in a different kind of flow, but still um, a reflection about what's the right thing to do here. I would say that even it's even possible that we may start getting some solutions to whatever came up on the 15th. Mm -hmm. Um, especially with the moon um, trining Pluto and trining Uranus, there might be some solutions that start to come up. Not that they'll be in place yet, but they'll at least come to mind. Right. Um, somebody may bring them outward. Someone may say, this is what we need to do to resolve this. 
Um, and so that would be great. And um, the Grand Trine in water should help um, hopefully bring emotions to a calmer place and hopefully people will remain calm which will help a lot. So try not to worry too much about any kind of like mass hysteria or anything like that. That's not likely to happen because people are going to be pretty calm, even though we have a grand trine in water, because what's going to happen is people are going to be better at balancing their emotions than we thought. Okay. So that will have been going on all week. Right. And so whatever happened on the 15th will cause distress but hopefully by the 18th, we'll start to hear some solutions. And um, the T-square uh, will probably be part of it. Um, the best choices will be the Mars and Gemini taking action, um, speaking out loud. Uh, Gemini also rules things like podcasts, news, announcements, okay, radio, things like that, communication and higher thinking. So that's that Mars and Gemini, that's that's kind of what you want. You want to engage speaking out, speaking out loud so that we can shift in the direction we need to go. Okay? So that might be where some of the ideas come from, uh maybe people speaking out. And the square will continue from the 17th. So there still could be a lot of challenges going on in the moment, like lots of little stuff, but you can manage it, I promise friends and you know, if you're if you find that um, you're still struggling with some things around your gender and things like that, uh, because Uranus is in Taurus, try to see what you can let go of. That was the other thing um, this week, especially with uh, with Uranus involved in a lot of these squares and oppositions and such. I'm going to say that. Try to pay attention to if you're really challenged and you're really pushed up against the wall with your gender identity, whether, you know, maybe you're it's it's coming up on Thanksgiving, you might be approaching having to see your family and deciding if you're going to come out and blah, blah, blah. Maybe there's some things you need to let go. And that doesn't mean you need to fold into your identity could mean that you have to let go of your relationship with your toxic cousin, okay? I don't know, but you have to ask yourself, what is it that you might need to let go of, okay? And sometimes Taurus will hold on to toxic things just out of loyalty, and that's not necessarily what we want to be doing, okay? That doesn't always help. So just try to, like, get quiet with yourself, Take a moment to ask, what could I let go of this week, okay? So if you find that you're resisting against some sort of revolutionary idea, then try to engage in what do I need to let go so that I can move forward. A great practice while the moon is shedding, you can shed too. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. what do I need to let go of so I can make room for something even more awesome? Right. You know, the awesome thing can't come in if there's no room for it, right? <clears throat> right, because I'm just going to say that it does get better, uh, <laughs> sure. especially around gender identity and being queer and things like that. It really does get better um, over time. Um, now it matters less what my family thinks, and uh, I just do Thanksgiving my own way. 
and uh, and I think you lacrosse create your own family, so you don't have to worry about that. Like you create your own circle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So we all have ways, and you get to you get to that as you get older. I think. Yeah. <laughs> you get to pick and choose, and say nope, poof. <laughs> get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> But always a reminder that this too shall pass. Every moment changes. The stars never stop moving. You know, the world never stops spinning. What we're experiencing is happening to everyone, but everyone's having their own experience. And your job is just to manage yours. <laughs> no one else's. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, you know, try to embrace your most authentic self and... Figure out what you got to do to let go to move forward, okay? On the 19th, it really settles down, okay? By the end of the week, we're going to settle down. The Grand Trine is going to quiet things down emotionally. Um, and the T-square, um, moon, the moon and Jupiter have left it. So now it's it's more calm and it continues. We'll still have the same problem from earlier in the week, but but now it will be less emotional and less like pfft, explosive, okay? And so whatever it is, we'll kind of start to calm down. What do you have the same story on the nineteenth? Yeah, because you go into the moon goes into Libra. Libra's the scales, right? Loves balance, and so the positive sides of Libra moon is adaptable, creative, charming, good natured diplomatic yeah nice energy right there and the challenging side libra can be indecisive we've talked about mm -hmm. that self-indulgent uh dependent um possibly frivolous and uh changeable so <clears throat> libra energy that balance that that beautiful you know loves to have good energy around and have everybody happy um and in a sextile with Venus. So that's lovely energy. That's really sweet. And also, because Venus and Mercury, I said, they're going to be right next to each other. A sextile with Venus. Uh, on the opposition side, it's still Chiron and Jupiter are still on the opposite side, um, you know, with that seesaw effect. But like you said, much calmer because you've got the scales. You've got that lovely energy that comes with Libra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it will have become way more calm, way more quieter. We may still have some of the problems we had earlier in the week or lingering or left over from the election. But at this point, it will be way less explosive and more like, okay, I think we might have found a solution. Hopefully, we'll get to it. Um, and then hopefully, also, you'll be uh, preparing and maybe seeing some of the good sides of having Thanksgiving with your family. I don't know. But... Um, <laughs> Or finding a different way to do it. Maybe you decide to spend it with your friends instead. Um, and, you know, whatever it is you decide, just know that it was probably faded and you were probably supposed to do this, okay? Especially in this week because we're leading up to Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving is, is a challenging time for many of us. Yeah, for okay? real. And um, the 20th continues to stay calm and quiet. Now there's even more blessings moving yeah, into trying. place with the moon in Libra and the Saturn in Aquarius and the Mars in Gemini. 
that's going to really calm things down. That's very like, not only emotionally do we have a, a grand trine. So like, you know, in water, now we're also having it in air. So our mind will follow our emotions. Okay. And that's pretty common. So just by the way, <laughs> um, your thoughts respond to uh, your emotions and your emotions respond to your thoughts. They are definitely tied together and not all the thoughts you think are yours or or real um right <laughs> inquire <laughs> so just inquire check into within that. <laughs> right yeah yeah wow it starts off intense i gotta i gotta admit that be beginning in the middle of the week are like whoo but as we get to the end of the week you know and the weekend things will start to calm down it'll start to feel like okay i get why that happened and it might take a little while, but at the same time, don't we always sort of see in in hindsight, oh, that's why that happened. Mm -hmm. You know, I came across a great quote today. If it wasn't for my struggles, I wouldn't know how, when I stumbled over my strengths. <laughs> the struggles are part of what make us strong. You know, I don't know how we become strong without it. It's just like the tree needs the wind to learn how to be strong. And, you know, one of the things uh, we like to say are blessed are the flexible for they shall never be bent out of shape. Another reason to do yoga. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And the week will, so, you know, by, by the 21st, oh, I didn't change the date, but that's supposed to be the 21st. <laughs> Uh, the 21st will stay just as calm. So, you know, 20th, 21st, we'll start, we'll start receiving some calmness and feel way more like, whew, wow. But you will come through this, I promise. I am assuring you that the week will get better as it goes and it won't be as challenging um, as it appears on maybe the 15th. Okay. Good, good, good. You heard it here. I was gonna say that was a roller coaster. I'm just like, <laughs> and then go this like, way. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Put your arms up. <laughs> like I said, buckle in. Yep, yep. Uh, it has that feeling to it. We're both looking at it like, Woo. okay. I'm glad it, glad it, you know, eventually calms down. The wave does reach the shore. Yeah, you know. Grab the beach. <laughs> At the end, it's like the ride's over. Okay, get off. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, what a ride. And hopefully we say, glad I did it with you. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. Grateful. Yeah. Hopefully people are, are paired up with people there. Yeah, right? I hope and if so they too. are, like I said, what is it you need to let go? Yeah. <laughs> so... All right, my friends. So this is the Love is Love deck. This is the Pride deck that you can find online. And um, each one of these cards is done by a different LGBTQ artist. Please take your time today. Take what you need. Leave the rest. Okay, friends? Um, there's no need uh, to let anything in here overly upset you or send you on a tyrant of depression or anything like that this is supposed to help you prepare for the week sometimes it's nice to know there's a light at the end of the tunnel so if shit starts off hard you can be like 
Well, Hollis and Brighthawk and Rainbow Soul, Soul Astrology and Lacrosse and everything, they said that it's going to get better at the end of the week. There you go. This is your navigation, okay? And in fact, from this card, this is about the past. This is about the criticism and the crap we do to ourselves that actually hurts. The stuff that we do to isolate ourselves and the things, especially thoughts um, and the ways of thinking. And remember what I said about your visions. Um, beware, be wary of visions that are very one way or only can see things one way because um, that's probably going to be part of this. Okay, so this is a reminder of to pay attention to the thoughts that isolate you. Okay, because that's in the past. Because going forward and in the right now, this week, you're going to be experiencing the Wheel of Fortune, which is an excellent card. Sometimes uh, because of the Wheel of Fortune, it can push things out of your life, which is represented over here with things breaking and falling apart. And that sometimes happens when good things come in, okay? But that's exactly what this is about. Notice the disco ball is in the middle. Uh, because disco balls are amazing and magical, didn't you know? And if you if you didn't know that, you should definitely check in at the next gay bar. So um, <laughs> disco balls, they actually reflect light. And, um, and like however many mirrors are on a ball, that's how many times the light is repeated. So disco balls amplify light. So that's why they're excellent to have. They're also a great place for uh, a great way. Uh, there's all kinds of disco ball magic you can engage in, by the way. And so that's what this is all about. And if you take a look in the middle, that's what's in the center, a disco ball. And there are some uh, high heels up here and a group and a community. So this is a wheel of fortune. This is in a good way. This is, yeah, shit might be falling apart. At the same time, though, there's some good stuff coming in. So sometimes when things fall aside, it's because something good is on its way. So embrace that, okay, friends? Because I already told you at the end of the week, it gets so much better. So just be ready for those gifts. Be ready of what's coming into your life. Be ready for the good things as things fall to the side. And in fact, in the future... Be prepared to, to meet new friends or make new companions or to work with new people or to like take a commitment even deeper or in a, in a different way somehow because this is very much about commitment. This is very much about teamwork and coming together, including relationships, love relationships, and also business partnerships and things like that. It just really depends on how things are falling in your life. So that Wheel of Fortune is an indicator that things are doing good and that's what's about, you're about to have a windfall and as a result, you'll probably end up with a new sort of partnership, friendship or connection with someone or a deeper, or a deeper commitment, okay? So, um, so that's exactly what's going on here. Remember to not let those thoughts cage you in too much and remember the thoughts that did cage you in because those aren't really helpful and instead, try to embrace the fortune that's been given to you because, well, disco, disco ball magic amplifies the light, didn't you know? And so that's the Wheel of Fortune, and good things are coming in, even though some crap is falling aside. It's okay. We didn't really need that anyway. And so as we're going forward, we'll notice that new commitments and new... Um, 
new connections will be happening. Okay? So enjoy. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this reading, and I hope you enjoyed our astrology, soul astrology forecast. Thank you. Um, thank you. Oh, there it is. Thank you. <laughs> okay. I felt like I just jumped around the screen. Okay. Thank you, Brighthawk. Thank always you very a much. Pleasure. Good job. Thank you for thank always you bringing for... in the moon. Oh, I'm always grateful to do that. And good job on the readings. Yep. Excellent job. And thank you, Lacrosse, for holding space with us and for um for editing the videos and helping us get everything organized and definitely asking good questions. I appreciate that. So necessary and needed. So thank you very much. And thank you. It's always an experience. Every week it's something new. <laughs> it's true. The universe never stops moving. <laughs> and thank you to our listeners. Thank you so much for spreading the word. Thank you so much for telling your friend about this awesome podcast that you listen to or vodcast, depending on how you plug into us. And we appreciate you. So please tell us who you are. Comment. Tell us about your um, astrology chart. Tell us. Um, ask some questions. I'm happy to try to answer them to the best of my ability in the comments. So if you have something in your chart where you're like, oh my gosh, Hollis, my Mars is in Gemini. What do I do? Um, because Mars is going to be in Gemini, by the way, until like, till like March. March, which is unusual for Mars. Um, I can try to help you with that, okay? So if you have something like that, just ask. And um, I'm happy to try to you know, try to answer your questions. That's what this is all about. Especially if you're learning, I'm happy to help you learn. Okay. Yes. And you're a very good teacher. Thanks for helping me learn um, most of what I know <laughs> in astrology. Say not everything. Yes. <laughs> no, we have, we've, we've studied together for many years and it's been a lot of fun to learn together and now to get to share it because that's how you really learn is when you share. So Thanks for letting us share with you and thanks for sharing with us so we can learn and help you. And yep. thanks for listening and watching Rainbow Soul. Yeah, absolutely. And check out the description if you want to learn more about us or get Lacrosse's really cool tarot coloring book. You can find that link in the description. Anyway, we enjoy you. We're glad and we're, we want to hear from you. So reach out to us. And in the meantime, have a really good week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this week's Soul Astrology and subscribing, liking, sharing, and reviewing. We hope you enjoy this dose of Soul Astrology and encourage you to embrace the week ahead with an open mind and heart so that you may integrate the deepest of lessons from the stars. Take a moment to step outside and honor the planet, stars, and moon in the sky with your heart. Integrate the messages that resonate and leave the rest for someone else. We deeply appreciate each and every one of you. Always remember that you are a perfectly unique human with an exclusive star map of your destiny, your soul purpose, and your heart's desire. Thank you again for tuning in to Rainbow Soul.